Evolutionary.org interviews episode one. So this is a brand new format we're doing for the Evolutionary.org website. And in this one, we're going to take people, average Joes, average gym rats, and we're going to have some professionals that come on this podcast who are doing logs on our forum. And uh, we're going to interview them. And we're going to basically show you guys and gals out there what you can basically do with your physique. And the first guy that we're going to do on this episode one is Tops Double P underscore baseball eight eight. And uh, look, we're going to talk about his log. He's been able to transform his body um, into someone who looks like a chiseled bodybuilder who's ready to go on stage. And he started his log back in mid July and, you know, we're in, uh, we're not even to mid-October yet. So just in a matter of a couple months, he's been able, with everybody's help on the forum, to transform his body uh, by getting a lot going. And we've been able to kind of help him with his diet, his training, and everything. So I'm going to bring him in right now. Tops, how you doing? Oh, good, Steve. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be doing the interview, man. It's been a wild ride so far. So why don't we start off, um, we're going to get into uh, your log and kind of talk about what you decided to do for your log and some of the things you've learned on your log. But first, tell us about, about you, your history. Um, how did you get into weight training? And tell us maybe a little bit about you, you know, approximately, like, are you in your 30s, 40s? Uh, tell us a little bit more about you for guys who haven't seen your log yet. Sure. Yeah. So I'm in my mid-30s. Um Basically, the way my fitness journey started, I think, is kind of like a lot of people. I was born in the 80s, and I remember as a young kid in the 90s, I would rent um, WWF tapes. And I remember seeing one guy specifically, and it was the ultimate warrior. I saw that guy, and my jaw dropped as a kid. I didn't even know a human could be that massive. And just seeing his energy, his excitement, just the way his like biceps were and how he moved and how he just manhandled people in the ring. That's kind of where it all started for me. If, if I'm going to be quite honest about it, just pro wrestling really. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, for sure. The physiques of these guys who are pro wrestlers is absolutely sick. The guys who make it, there's so many people who try out for pro wrestling, but very, very few actually make it on TV. So the ones that do, they're really, really special for sure. So, um, what did you do any, um, any sports, uh, growing up or in college or high school or anything? Yeah. So, um, I started at a young age, I played baseball, basketball, and football. And as I transitioned into high school, I was mainly a football player and a, and a baseball player. Um, so for my love of fitness really started, I had one coach, um, he played for the university of Minnesota. He earned a D one scholarship, um, he was very instrumental. I mean, the guy was just massive. He was built like a bodybuilder. Um, he played linebacker uh, for his position. And I just remember as as a young teenager, it was very impressionable on me because he was just really in your face and really just motivating and wouldn't let you quit. And like one more rep, like just don't stop. Just mentally, he prepared me to just keep going and no matter what, don't take no for an answer. So I would say that football coach and that strength coach was really instrumental 
in kind of starting my my journey outside of sports in the weight room. So for those of you listening to this, um, you can go on right now. Um, the links are in the description and you can check out Tops's log. And um, if you're connected another way where you're not able to see the description, you can just go to evolution.org, go to the main anabolics forum, and you can find his uh, his log. And you can kind of follow along and see uh, his journey and uh, what he did during those uh, two or three months on his cycle. So let's start with that. Let's let's move to your log. You decided to do, um, when we talked about the pre-show, you decided to do a very conservative cycle, not very many, much milligrams. I think, though, the key was you were using a really, really good brand, a good source, one of our approved sources. Um, I won't mention the name, but you guys can go and check it out in the log. But you were you use one of our approved sources. It's legitimate gear. You didn't have to hop on 2,000 milligrams of gear to get sensational results. So why don't you tell everybody what you decided to run and why you chose to run what you decided to run. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always been obsessed, I want to say, is the best word to describe it. Um, Primabolin has always been a compound that even when I was natural, I've researched these compounds for many years because I'm interested in the science behind them and what they do in the human body. And Primabolin just seemed to be one of those compounds that was so versatile in shaping a body and what it can do for you as long as your training and your diet is is on point um prima Bolin was just something that i knew would be mild so other than testosterone which i've i've run in trt doses before i knew my first compound had to be prima Bolin. prima Bolin is mild in nature it's mild in side effects i knew my my blood work would be good it was going to be a hassle-free easy, clean cycle that I could run. And I knew not using anabolics previously to this first cycle that I didn't need very many milligrams because these are powerful hormones. Like we have to keep that in mind. Um, so for me, I knew conservative low dose and easing into a first cycle was the correct move to do it because I wasn't sure how I would respond. And I wanted to mitigate as many negatives and gain as many net positives as possible in this first cycle. So back up a little bit. So this this was your very first cycle. And in, in the log, you kind of talk about it. And some of the other posts you made, you led into it. Before that, did you run anything else? SARMs, pro-hormones, anything at all? Yeah. So I trained natural for almost 10 years uh, before I touched anything. Uh, I ran two SARM cycles uh, at the very peak of when I thought I tapped my genetics out after those almost 10 years of natural training. Um, one of the cycles was RAD 140, LGD, S4, and GW. And the second cycle that I ran was RAD 140, S4, uh, MK2866, GW, and SR9009. Okay. So you have some experience with PEDs, but this is the first time you actually run uh, ran a cycle and and then was was your testosterone levels kind of low before or were you on TRT? Uh, so, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, um, I went and got my my levels tested. Um, I had them tested when I was natural, and when I was natural, I was at about a seven forty. Um, I was feeling kind of lethargic and kind of just down and just no energy. Um, 
after so many years of training and and the whole thing happened in in our country um and everything got shut down i just wasn't feeling myself and so i went and got tested and my levels came in under 400 so that's when i decided to embark on my trt journey um so i'd been on trt i'd say about three years before i ever embarked on my first cycle which was the test and prima bowl and that i'm i'm currently close to finishing up now so i had no previous experience with steroids other than running some SARMs. So this was my first actual official cycle to see what my body would be capable of doing with utilizing gear from an approved source, which is so, crucial. So your your log mentions that you did a testosterone cream for TRT. Is that correct? Yep. So you did a testosterone cream for how long before you for, uh, started this cycle, just so everyone understands where you came from? Sure. Yeah. So I, I've been on the cream, I would say before my cycle, it's about a year and a half before uh -huh. that. Um, much, much like many guys, I got roped into a clinic where they charged me an absorbent amount of money and they told me I needed HCG and an AI and I needed 200 milligrams of test. And I, I found out later that that was completely backwards and hogwash and that they were just trying to milk me for as much money as possible so after discovering that i ditched all that stuff that i didn't need and just switched over to the um, testosterone compounding cream and for me it worked a lot better as far as libido my energy and my mood and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact with the cream it spiked my dh T levels a lot higher than what testosterone injections actually did. So if we're talking on a day-to-day -day basis and how I feel and the energy I have, the cream was far superior for me versus an injection. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's get into why why you decided to use what you decided to use. So um, you you basically went from using the TRT cream. Did you stop your TRT cream or did you keep the TRT cream when you did this cycle? Yeah. So for me, I, I knew the cream it's in and out of your system so fast, it, which is why it requires a daily application. So for me, I knew when I was going into the cycle, I stopped using the cream three weeks before my cycle. So I went and kind of suffered through the same symptoms I had before I started, which was low T, but I knew it was a necessary evil. So I can have all the androgens and all the compounds clear out of my system. So I knew I was getting a fresh start and I wasn't going to overload my system by introducing more compounds than I needed. So I definitely took some time off to prepare for what I was about to embark on as far as um, this, the first cycle that I officially ran. Okay. So Talk exactly about your cycle. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, you planned. Um, let's go over what you planned when, on your first post and then see what you changed. So you planned originally a 12-week cycle. You um, wanted to do testosterone sip, sipinate at 250. Uh, the sip, actually, you wanted to do testosterone sipinate 250, but you wanted to start out at 200 milligrams with Primo at 200 milligrams. So that gives you 400 milligrams total the first three weeks. Then from weeks four to seven, you up the testosterone to 250 and you up the primo to 250 to make give it 500 milligrams total. And then from weeks eight to 12, you kept the testosterone dose at 250, 
you increase the Primo Bolin to 300 for a total of 550. You also ran a Rimidex, one um, half a milligram uh, on Monday and half a milligram on Friday. So did you stick to the plan of that or did you adjust things as you went along? Yeah, so um, for the first, I would say three to six weeks, I pretty much stuck to that original protocol. I just really felt it was necessary for me to understand mentally and physically how I would respond. And so to mitigate the possible negative side effects, I stuck to the to the protocol that you spoke of. And then once I got past week six, I tailored the testosterone down a little bit to 225 milligrams a week. And I upped my Primo from 300 to 400 milligrams a week. And I'll tell you that that boost in going to 400 milligrams of Primo, it was a night and day difference. So a lot of the transformation that you that you guys saw and witnessed on my log was after I had bumped the Primo into the 400 milligram range. I personally felt that I didn't need a lot of testosterone, especially running something as versatile as Primobolin. So I wanted to keep it, it light. And I'll tell you, I had a fantastic cycle by running low test and a little bit higher Primo with, with a little bit of a Rimidex thrown in there. I, I had no issues whatsoever. And I was gaining week after week. Like I, I noticed like from July till now, since I go to a dietitian and they do a body scan, I put on roughly 10 pounds of, of muscle mass since July. Oh, wow. And then the body fat. So you put on 10 pounds of muscle mass and how much body fat have you lost? Or did it stay? It looks like you lost body fat, but that can be a little, you know, confusing because if you put on muscle and you kept your body fat the same, it can look like you lost body fat. But how did you lose any body fat or do you not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, when I first started, my body fat was about 20%. And right now I'm holding it about 15% body fat. And I actually weighed less in July than I do now. I actually bumped up to 220 pounds at five foot 11 and my body fat stayed at 15%. So originally when you first started, you were, you're, you're five foot 10, how much? 220? Um, when I originally started the cycle, I was actually 235 pounds. And then you were 20% body and, fat. And now you're down to 220 at 15%? 220 at 15%. That's correct. Oh, wow. So so you actually, it's weird though. If you guys look at his pictures, yeah, you look leaner now, but it's weird that you look bigger now. So that just shows everybody listening. It's not about body weight. You know, like I have to laugh because I'm a shorter guy and and I tell people, you know, I'm 185, 190 pounds. And they laugh. They're like, oh, you're a tiny guy, 150. I'm like, dude, if you saw me in person with no shirt, I look like a tank because I'm only five foot five, five foot six. So body weight doesn't always make a difference. You know, it can be very misleading. So that's interesting. And if you guys check out Topps' before and after pictures, you'll see that he actually looks bigger, but he weighs a lot less body body weight wise. So that's really interesting the way our bodies um, change. So that's really, really cool that he was able to, to make that type of transformation just with a low amount of anabolic steroids and without killing himself. So side effects, 
Um, you said you didn't experience anything, nothing at all, like no changes to your sleep. You're probably sleeping better now because you're you 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 weigh less and you're less body fat. But like, so you've had no issues with 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 libido changes, with aggression, or anything like that. If if anything, my libido has gotten much stronger on this cycle. Um, as far as aggression with this cycle, my aggression strictly is in the gym and the gym only. When I go there, it's game time. When I leave the gym, I'm a normal, happy-go-lucky person. If anything, it's improved my my mood and my stability and my overall sense of clarity and well-being. Um, I have zero side effects. I've had no tightness in the chest. I'm not winded. My cardio has been good. Overall, this has been a side effect free cycle at a low milligram amount. And I've seen nothing but positive gains and positive outcome just in the gym and out of the gym, just in life in general. It's been phenomenal. So so with Prima Balm being a DHT derivative, I wonder if that's why you've noticed an increase in libido, even though your testosterone dose is not, you know, it's like almost like a TRT level. So that might be why you're reacting to DHT. But on the flip side with DHT, have you noticed anything with your head hair? Have you noticed anything with your joints? Uh, Steve, I've had very little hair shedding. Um, I re recently just got a haircut and my hairline has not changed one bit. I still have a nice full head of hair. Um, that really hasn't been an issue for me. And I know for some guys, DHT derivatives, especially Primo, that can really hurt the head hair. But for me, I haven't noticed any of it. And I think maybe that comes down to the fact that I'm running low milligram amounts and I'm not abusing the compound. Yes. I'm I'm utilizing my my training and my knowledge to to build the body. And I'm getting a little bit of help with the icing on the cake by adding in small amounts of compounds to aid me in in my in my journey, so to speak. But yeah, I'm sleeping better as well. Seven, eight hours of sleep a night. Uh recovery's been great. I've been I've been pushing harder now than I've ever pushed in my life. And my recovery has been lights out. I've never experienced anything like this before. I, I can't believe how well I recover. Yeah. It's like you're doing one of those late night infomercials. It's like it's too good to be true. No side effects. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, you know. So, I mean, yeah, your vascularity. Oh, I mean, it's crazy, yeah. but like yeah. I, I'm passionate about this stuff. The vascularity that you have, like your biceps, um, like, are you getting more pumps on the, on the cycle when you work out or just, just a little bit different? Steve, if the, the pumps are insane. Like, huh. I, I've i never experienced a pump like this before. Like, even when I'm out of the gym, like three hours after I've trained, I look down at my bicep or I move my arm a certain way or, you know, whatever muscle group I worked that day, and I just instantly get a pump. Yeah. So I think, I think a big part of this tops is you're just a really good responder, but plus it's your first cycle too. So first cycles guys, if you guys are interested in coming on the forum and getting a lot going and doing your first cycle, just like tops, keep that in mind. First cycle is going to blow you away. So make sure you don't fuck it up. So tops, he did everything right. He re researched this. He waited till he was a little longer. He asked questions. He helped other people. He did his research. He got a lot going and he's been able to have really tremendous results. Like, like literally he could, he could, he could, he looks like he could um, prep a little bit and then, and then go on stage in a regional competition. That's how 
much of a transformation he's had. Um, and it seems like he's been using steroids for like 10 years. So, I mean, you can do that on a first cycle. So don't screw up your first cycles, guys and gals out there. Make sure you're doing everything right. Make sure you come on the forum and get a log going and you do your research. Diet, let's get into diet and then we'll talk about training as well. Um, so your diet, what was your diet before? Did your diet change on this log or did your diet kind of stay the same? So my diet definitely changed periodically over the course of the cycle. I would say the first six weeks I was eating over like 140 grams of carbs. Um, my, my protein was around, I would say 200 grams of protein fats was about a hundred grams. Um, but quickly I realized that it was stalling me and it was holding me back. So I reverted course. I dropped the carbs to 50 to 70 grams a day, sometimes no carbs at all on non-training days. I upped the protein to 255 grams a day, and I upped my fats to about 140, 150 grams a day. And I was eating a lot of uh, almond butter, fish, eggs, turkey, beef, chicken, just kind of like the normal staples of the, the bodybuilding diet, but I altered how many meals I would eat three meals a day and I would spread them out within like a seven to eight hour window. So I wasn't just smashing a bunch of meals here and there. I would eat, wait till I was hungry again, hours later, and then eat again. So for me, trying to spread my nutrition out throughout the entire day was definitely crucial in recovery and for repairing the muscle tissue that I was damaging during the intense training I do. Because anybody that follows my log or has been around me knows that I love high volume, I love high rep, and I am not afraid to get after it each and every day. So in terms of snacking, you're just eating three stable meals, healthy meals. You weren't snacking in between like most Americans do. Especially during football season. You know, Americans, they sit and no, watch football all day and they stuff their faces not. all day with popcorn and wings and beer and, 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 and candy and chocolate and all this other stuff all day. And that's that's the big that's one of the big things. So that's that just shows you right there. You control your insulin throughout the day. You're going to have some really good results when it comes to fat loss. Junk food, cheat meals. Was that something that you did? um Tell, tell the listeners, was that something you did at all or did you just completely go 100% all in? Yeah, so absolutely. I, I would do cheat meals here and there, but I'm smart about my cheat meals, right? Like guys will be like, oh, it's my cheat day, so I'm going to smash an extra large pizza. Absolutely not. If I had a cheat meal, it would be like 10 chicken wings, Steve. And I would count the calories and the fat and the carbs in those chicken wings and make sure that I ate under my caloric intake because what I was eating for my cycle was 2,186 calories a day. And roughly, I think like 10 chicken wings is like 600 calories. So if I did have a cheat meal, I would eat way less, skip one or two of my normal bodybuilding meals and replace it with that one cheat meal. And for me, I had to absolutely earn that cheat meal. I would have one cheat meal typically on on a Sunday and it would just be something small that wasn't going to blow my caloric intake out of the water. So I was smart about it and limited it a lot. So usually about six days out of the seven days of the week, it was my strict bodybuilding diet. And if I did have a snack, it was a bag of almonds, something that was healthy, that would just keep me satiated, that I knew had good fats in it, good carbs, and it would keep me on the right track. 
So I'll tell you, if, if 10 chicken wings, you know, if you cook them the right way, you don't like fry them and crap. It's There's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, if that's the worst meal, what was your worst meal during this then this log, would you say? Did you have like any pizza? I would say or... maybe a small. Yeah, I had one small slice of pizza and okay. 10 chicken wings for one meal, which was like 1,400 yeah. calories. And so when really, I did have the yeah. chicken wings, I baked them. Yeah, so the chicken wings I wouldn't even count as a cheat meal. So really, the biggest cheat meal you had was one small slice of pizza the whole time. So that's really good. What about liquid? Yeah. What liquids? Did you just drink water? Uh, uh, what What did you drink? Did you drink any soda? Did you drink any you know chocolate milk or any of this other crap that's out there? Or you just stuck to water? Yeah. So typically, my my hydration, I would throw maybe a little bit of electrolyte powder in one of my my water beverages, but I kept my water intake at about three liters a day. And if I did drink soda, it was Zevia because I know Zevia has all natural stuff in it. There's no dyes, nothing synthetic. So if I did crave something that was a little sweet, I would just have a zero calorie uh, Zevia every once in a while. I'm not really much of a diet soda or a soda guy, no milk. I actually, for the most part, cut out almost all dairy completely other than that slice of pizza and maybe like yeah, a so, piece of cheese yeah. here and there. But other than that, I really don't consume dairy like that. So just so the people listening can kind of because a lot of people are listening and they're not happy with the way they look and like just so people understand before you're listening the prior you know like before the log you said your diet so you've been eating like this for the past five years or did you you know were you eating kind of like eh, okay previously like did like was there a radical like was there a, a legitimate change for when you started this law? So just so people can understand, you know, like who, who are sitting there right now and like, they're like, ah, you know, I have Chick-fil-A at McDonald's, you know, every couple of days, yada, yada, yada. Do I need to change it? Did you make any radical changes like that? Or is your diet has been pretty consistent for five years? So my diet was very consistent um, up until the gym shut down. Once the gym shut down, I gained all the weight back. Like I, I got out of the best shape of my life. I blew up to 245 pounds. I did the typical American thing with McDonald's and Pizza Hut and all it's convenient okay. and this and that. And I don't have time. I made every excuse in the world to eat like an idiot. Um, once the gyms opened back up and I was able to fully train again, then I started to get semi-serious. Then once I started to see some of my muscle memory take shape again, then I got really serious and I went back to my staple diet that we just spoke about previously with the turkey, the chicken, the fish, uh, one cheat meal, that kind of thing. And once I saw the results coming in, it opened up the opportunity for me to be at a level to where I could run my first official cycle because I earned it. The, the key thing is earning it, working for it, following a dream building the goal from the foundation up. So that was kind of really my mindset. And once that all triggered back and my old mentality came back to play, it was like, oh yeah, it's game on. We're, we're going to build the dream physique that, that we've always wanted and we're going to earn it. Do you crave any of that McDonald's, Pizza Hut, whatever stuff? Or do you... No, just... if I... Nope. If I drive by it, it just makes me sick. I see like 40, yeah. 50 cars in the drive through and I just shake my head and just yeah. think about the fact that I was once one of those people and I was blinded to the fact of 
how much damage I was doing internally to my organs and, and my body. And actually, funny enough, um, when I went to the dietitian, Steve, they measured my visceral fat. When I started, I was at an 11. Uh, a year later, I'm at a 7. Wow. And I cut out all fast food. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah. I used to eat my early 20s. Um, you know, uh, I used to go to McDonald's like once every day and uh, get a Big Mac and a milkshake. I did that for probably freaking like a year, maybe a year and a half straight. And then, uh, but what's funny, I look back, it's like, even if I smell McDonald's, I get sick to my stomach. So that's good. Same. It's almost like a smoker who smoked two packs a day for years, gets lung cancer and quits smoking. And then they can't even stand to be around someone who's smoking anymore, even though they smoked for like 40 straight years. So it's just kind of the same thing. Once you just get disgusted by it, you'll, you'll never want to go back. So that's good. So those of you listening, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's, what's going to happen. Once you stop eating that garbage food and you start eating the way tops is eating consistently every day, you won't crave that garbage food anymore. That's the thing people don't understand. Like they think that's a treat. It's not, it's garbage. It tastes like shit and it makes you sick to your stomach. So just uh, food for thought on that. Those of you who uh, are listening to this and want to make a change. So let's get into your, your training as well. We don't have much time left in the podcast. So You've what's interesting is you've set new personal records in strength, even though you've lost body weight and you've lost body fat. So that in itself shows you that a healthy body will actually make you stronger. You don't have to perma bulk. Be one of those guys in the gym walking around with a belt with big belly hanging over their belt with with man boobs to be to be strong. You're actually getting stronger as you've lost body fat. So talk about that. I'm sure that wasn't even really your goal to hit personal records, but it just kind of happened organically. So how's your training? Yeah. Um, tell us more about your training and your, your, your strength journey. Sure. Yeah. I, I've always been a bodybuilder at heart. So for me, it was all about the pump and the blood flow and maximizing what I, how much blood I could squeeze into, into the muscles essentially. But you know, being on this first official cycle of, of testosterone cypionate and primobolin, my strength exploded, Steve. And I, it was coming so fast and so easy week after week. It just bit me with curiosity. And I was like, well, shoot, now I have to try and, and lift strong some days in some weeks. So it kind of opened my eyes to a different level of training. So I would do one week of, of moderate to low weight high volume. And then I would do one week of moderate to low volume, but really heavyweight. And it just helped really shape the definition of my muscles. And it helped add more symmetry because, you know, the low volume heavyweight added the thickness and then the high volume, low weight added all that symmetry and really kind of helped lean me up because it's more like endurance and hit training mixed with bodybuilding and powerlifting is is the best way I can describe it. Okay. And yeah, I remember when I first started, I think 225 pounds on a rack pull or a deadlift was heavy for me. And last week I hit 470 pounds for a single. Yeah, I'm actually reading that right now. It's um, if you guys check out his log on uh, it's a uh, page number 94 where he talks about that new personal record which I'm sure he'll hit more personal records by the time you guys read it. Um, how often are you weight training? And maybe tell us, um, did you follow mostly 
a split routine, four day split, five day split. How often a week are you doing cardio? Yeah. So I do five on in the gym and then two off. And I make sure that my two off are on the back end. So I have 48 hours of recovery every week where I do nothing. And I'm just kind of baseline at home, just kind of relaxing. But as far as cardio, I keep it at about four days a week. Uh, and I do about 35 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour if I can squeeze it in. And I'll say one thing with the test and the primo, it has really maximized my efficiency in the gym. Workouts that used to take me an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, I'm knocking out in 45 minutes because my recovery just even in the gym is just insane compared to where it was on just TRT. So the cardio is definitely important. That is probably the most important part that I, I can I can nail home here. As if you're trying to go for symmetry and you want to look bigger and you want you want that B taper and you want everything to kind of come together and click, the weights mean nothing. If you're not doing cardio, you are missing out on one of the most important pieces to build that dream physique. Yeah, and the red blood cell count of being on an um an excess uh, amount of male hormones really helps you with, like you said, the recovery. So you're able to, you know, do more. Uh, and then you got a, your sex hormone binding globulin is low. So now you got that barrier broken down where you can, your body can actually, your muscles can, can definitely uh, get stronger and get bigger much easier than, than someone who's natural. So yes, anabolic steroids do work. And that's what you're noticing. Now, when you come off of them, you know, you're going to lose a lot of that advantage you had. So are you planning on doing another cycle? Are you going to come off for like, you know, 12 weeks or 16 weeks and then do another cycle? If so, what steroids? Yes. So the goal is to come off for, for 12 weeks and just strictly TRT, low dose, uh, give my body a rest, refresh my androgen receptors, do this correctly. Um, I had bloods done, so I know I'm in a good spot. Everything is spot on. As far as my journey, I I really would like to compete in men's physique. And I never had that aspiration before. This was just a hardcore love and passion of mine to be in the gym and bodybuild. I always treated it like I was preparing for a show, but never actually stepped on stage. But once I started doing the log on, on the forms, it completely transformed my perspective and seeing the community rally behind me and guys pushed me and people be generally excited for me. I was like, you know what? I think I have the genetics. I think I have what it takes. I have that mindset. I'm going to step on stage regionally and I'm going to compete in men's physique. And so that really catapulted everything. Steve being on the forums and logging changed everything. And it made me believe in myself and become more confident. And so after this cycle, the next cycle I have planned uh, in my journey to try and step on stage and win a show is I was going to run testosterone sipionate at 300 milligrams a week, equipoise at 300 milligrams a week, and primabolin at 300 milligrams a week. And I might toss in Terenable at 50 milligrams a day. Now I'm still on the fence about adding an oral to that because I feel like three injectables is plenty. I just kind of, we're kind of going to take it day by day and see, but I know for certain the testosterone, the equipoise, the primabolin are definitely going to be 
my next cycle and it will be for 12 weeks and I will be sticking at those milligrams from start to finish. Yeah, I really like that. Um, you're taking, you're kind of taking baby steps. You're not like hopping into trend uh, on your next cycle. So you're kind of saving. Absolutely not. Yeah. Never. <laughs> you're saving a trend. So, I mean, the log. Never, like, yeah. never. Nope. The log is so damn important and like keeping a diary, keeping a log journal, it makes such a huge difference because it holds yourself accountable. And in other people, it's like that peer pressure. It's just like going to the gym versus working out at home. You know, you go to the gym, you see, you see other people busting their ass in the gym. It pumps you up. You see women and then dudes, huge ass dudes, you know, and stringers at the gym and that pumps you up every day. If you go, you know, and, and you're going to a place where it's about a bunch of people who are out of shape. That's not going to motivate you. So you're in an, an environment on the forum where everybody's in, in shape. Everyone's pushing you. Everyone's positive. And in anyone, you know, we 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 have a positive environment on the forum. We're very lucky that we have a positive environment. And that's something that I've, you know, advocated for, for sure. So, I mean, uh, that's one of the things on our forum that that we have better than any other forum out there is that we're positive. It's the laws of attraction. So very important to do a log. Um, so, you know, finish up the podcast. There's other people right now, men, women, fat, skinny, out of shape, decent shape, whatever, who are listening to this. And they're like, you know, should I do a log? Should I not do a log? Give them some advice on logging and how much logging. You've already talked a lot about it, but tell them why they should get on the forum and do a log and what it can really do for them. Yeah, I feel a log is absolutely crucial and necessary for success. Not only are you surrounding yourself with positive people like Steve just mentioned, but you have to take full accountability. And accountability is what matters most in life, no matter if you're in the gym or not. But this log has been so beneficial in many ways. And I will touch on those. Just just to post every day has me excited. Like I couldn't wait to get in the gym and try and hit a new PR or go further on my reps or do more sets or do more intense cardio because I wanted to post it and share my experience with like-minded people. The community rallying around you will change your life when it comes to your fitness journey or just your journey in general. People will get help who come from all walks of life. You don't even have to be a bodybuilder. You could just have a question about a supplement, hop on the form, and you'll have 25, 30 guys jumping in there answering questions for you, trying to help you out. Like the accountability factor is the number one thing for me. And it really drove me during this entire cycle. It made me change my diet. It made me change my attitude. It made me change my perspective because not only did I have myself to, to worry about, I had an entire community behind me and I didn't want to let myself down and I didn't want to let the community down. And I wanted to show people that I have the mental fortitude. I have the physical gifts to do this. And I want to show you guys and share this with you guys that I am 100% committed and dedicated to making the most positive change mentally and physically that I could possibly do in 12 weeks and to continue it after the cycle. Because while this cycle log was really amazing and I loved it and I plan on doing another one with my next cycle, 
logging in general and continuing to just log will hold you accountable and make you better in all aspects. Yeah, and like throughout history, there's always if you watch like old shows, like they used to every night before bed sit down and write in their diary and about their day, whatever. Farmers would would document the changes to their crops, changes to the weather, blah blah blah. This was before electronics. Now, like you like you said, you can just come on the forum and and log, and that's your log. You can basically save that for the future, so you don't have to write it down in a in a book and lose it, or have someone steal it, or have it, you know get lost or whatever have your dog eat it you can come on the form and it's going to be there always for you to go back and and use as a as a journal to to see what worked and what did it's a huge advantage to the person and to the community in general so thank you so much tops for coming on and look anyone listening to this come on the form it's free evolution.org come check it out we have the best sources um if tops had used a, a random source he got from some dude at the gym or google or whatever he wouldn't have those results. He would have got crap. Yeah, he would have he could have ended up in the ER. So make sure you're getting the qualities uh primo that he got. So come on the form and then come on the form and do a log. We're all gonna support you and we're gonna have your backs and it's gonna be uh fantastic. You got the best results ever. So thanks again, Tops. This was Evolution.org interviews episode one with Tops T-O-P-P-S underscore baseball 88. And you can check out the link to his log that we're talking about and future logs. And uh, we'll, we'll have it in the show notes. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you guys next one. Take care.